Good Sunday morning to you all today. We're so glad you've tuned in. Can we believe together that today is a significant day and that we are in a season of fruitfulness for us individually and corporately? Let's believe that even through this confinement, His name is being glorified and His kingdom is being extended. Amen. Speaking of confinement, this phrase in our subject, time to come out of your shell, has been coming to me in the last week or so. Now it's usually applied to people who are maybe extremely shy or maybe suffering with social anxiety. This is not an easy place to be and I know that the Lord is always present to help us overcome these issues of life. Maybe that can be another talk for another day. Today, however, I want to share about coming out of the kind of shell that's cramping our style. A shell that's gotten way too small for us to be who the Lord has called us to be in His kingdom. So I'll start off by giving you a little biology lesson about the lobster. Lobsters live very long lives, unless of course they get caught in lobster traps and end up in our bellies. However, to facilitate their long lives, they have to shed their shells at certain times during their lifespan because of the fact that while they've grown, their shells have not. So they become confined and their shells can end up being their prison. Now when the process has been completed and it takes a while, the lobster is finally free from confinement. His old shell abandoned and actually it becomes a very vulnerable time because a predator could come along and attack successfully because the protective shell isn't there. Surprisingly, however, a new shell grows very quickly, a bigger one now, better fitted, of course, to the size of the lobster. So the shell is no longer a prison for this crustacean and enables them to get on living their lobster lifestyle. So I have a challenge for us all today, myself included. Do we need to come out of our shells? Do we feel that we are imprisoned by our own lack of persevering the process of breaking out of our self-made, comfortable, spiritual plateau? Do we feel that we are in a place where we haven't been growing in Christ as much as we could? One thing we can bank on today, that any decrease is never on God's side, it's always on our side. Someone has said that whoever doesn't increase, decreases. So maybe today we need to take a lesson from the lowly lobster and leave our cramped shells and get a bigger model so we can accommodate the working of the Lord in us. The scripture that's been coming to me forcibly in these days is Isaiah 54 verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Isaiah is prophesying here to Israel and saying, using my own words here for a moment, look, you may be barren, you haven't produced much, however, it's time to celebrate and get ready for increase. You can read the entire chapter in your own time, it's very encouraging. Just as much as that was a word for Zion in that period, I believe it's a word for us right now also. I want increased fruitfulness, and I know you do too. However, we have to willingly come out of our confining shells to facilitate further fruitfulness. Do you remember the account of the 12 spies that were sent in to scope up the promised land? They came back with a report that there were many giants in this new land, and in fact they were like grasshoppers in their sight. Now no one had told them that they were grasshoppers, they were believing a lie. 
The lie was that yes, even though they were mere men, they served a great and mighty God who had already delivered them from the bondage of Egypt and had done incredible miracles on their behalf in the wilderness. And even though yes, no doubt there would be obstacles to overcome, their God was great and was well able to mow down their enemies and cause them to be victorious. However, fear had gripped them and they would not go. There were, however, two God champions that didn't follow the masses in thought or in purpose, Caleb and Joshua. Their report was, come on guys, we can do this. We have God on our side. They had a different viewpoint. They had a different spirit. They didn't see their smallness. They only saw God's greatness. Enlargement requires us to get out of our confines, our small thinking, our double-mindedness, our limited revelation of God, and start really believing in who He is and what He can do. We can so easily be trapped in our small shell, holding on to insecurities, fears, not feeling worthy, or sometimes just plain stubbornness. No, I like this shell. I like it because I can control it. I can handle this. I'm not sure I can handle anything bigger. It will take me completely out of my comfort zone. In the meantime, however, just like the lobster, our shells are becoming prisons. We are decreasing in our growth in Christ. Let's understand in a new way today that while salvation is wonderfully free, maturity in Christ does have a cost. That cost is to our fleshly nature. As the Word of God says, we have to strive to enter in. Are we applying ourselves to growth and the change that the Word of God speaks of? Are we yielding to His sanctifying work in our lives? We have to strive to come out of our shell. There is a process involved. There is a training required. Runners, for example, who want to participate in a marathon cannot just one day decide, oh, I think I'd like to run a marathon. No, there are months and months, maybe even years of progressive training required. The facts are whatever Whatever we do in life, whether it be business, higher learning, parenting, making our marriages a thing of beauty, whatever we do, there is an effort required. It doesn't just happen. Our spiritual maturity also requires that we put our minds and efforts to pressing into God and putting ourselves into the mold of being that piece of pottery and allowing the Lord to fashion us. Now, like the lobster, when we begin to come out of our shell, we will feel that vulnerability, the feeling of, I've never been here before. And our predator, the devil, will endeavor to attack at this time. He may say to us, what do you think you're doing? Get back into that shell. However, God is always, always for us, never against. And as we commit to Him in an ongoing way, He is there to nurture us, teach us, comfort us, cheer us on. And He will always be loving on us. How wonderful is that? Let's be aware that temporary discomfort can be a friend, not an enemy. The continuing result in our lives as we yield to this process is that we produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness in our lives. Can our focus be on the Lord and the Holy Spirit's enablement in us instead of the things that would hold us back from growth in Him? Here are a few things we can do to stop hindering our progress. Let's focus on what we are in Him, not what we feel we are not, because that's a lie. Focus on what we have, not what we don't have. Focus on what we know, not what we don't know. 
focus on his health, his healing, his wholeness more than our painful emotions. Those issues that have to do with fear, bitterness, anger, things that happened in the past maybe that have produced injuries and wounds. These are the kind of things that stunt our growth in him. Here is some extraordinary news today. If any of those things are in our lives, we can renounce them right now before the Lord and begin to get out of that prison shell. Let's focus on where we are going in Christ, not on where we've been in the past. Finally, the most important one, let's focus on God's presence in our lives. Live every day knowing His presence, thanking Him for who He is and who He is in us. Many of us love to read books on men and women in past generations who broke barriers for the Lord, led hundreds to the cross, people who prayed fervently and whose petitions resulted in revivals breaking out. They gave themselves willingly in the day of God's power. Let's understand though today that now, right now, we are the people on life's stage, you and me. Holy Spirit wants to anoint us for the greater things for today. The anointing these great ones that we admire had was for their day. We have an anointing for today, for this generation. I don't know about you, but I want to grab hold of this anointing. Guess what? It's already ours. But we have to get out of our confining shells, our prisons of anti-growth, and take hold of it. Can we do this? It's absolutely imperative that we do. The last time I spoke, I shared on the subject of what are you known for? What is your vision? Well, here's the thing. To take hold of vision, we have to get out of our shelves. When we do, God's glory will be all we will see. Our vision will be taken over with who He is. His purpose in us will become our day-to-day -day reality. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, we read that we have become sharers of the divine nature. The next few verses go on to describe what we have to keep adding towards further maturity. Read those verses for yourself. Verse 8 then says, For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we get our minds around the fact today that His divine nature has been given to us who believe? Have you ever wondered, what does God get out of this? Well, this loving, sending, giving, sacrificing God knows that our growth in Him towards maturity is what will cause us to enlarge, produce, and be His body, His hands, His feet, His compassion, His love in the world. Indeed, those who are most like Jesus, those who acknowledge that His divine nature has been given to us, will be those who are able to flow in ministry just like Jesus. Surely that is our goal. Let's meditate on this today. Let's leave those cramped quarters, those shells which have become way too small and prison-like. Let's enlarge our personal tents. Let's stretch out. Let's dig down and get our stakes in deeper. There is increase waiting for us, increase in our personal encounters with the Lord, and also increase in productivity, doing the anointed work we have been called to do. This is a day of spiritual birthing, time to get out of those old confined 
shining shells. Time to break out. Yes, break out. Are you ready? Yes, I believe you are. Let's take hold of everything that he has provided for us. Let's pray together. Father, we want to declare today that we are ready to get out of those cramped quarters we have allowed ourselves to stay in. We have felt that we can control this small space and fear has kept us back from the enlarging process. Yet we are coming to the understanding that this confining place has stunted our growth into you. We have been limited in our expectations, limited in the true revelation of how great you really are, limited in our thoughts of what you can accomplish through us and in us. So we declare and confess today that we want to enlarge our dwelling place. We don't want just a little bit of you, we want all of you. So we choose today to break out of this smallness and come into your limitless greatness. We know that you delight in us and we, with every fiber of our being, want to delight completely in you. May you take over every part of who we are. We know that this is indeed freedom. Freedom. The freedom that only you can give. We are now expecting increase and fruitfulness. So we renounce the barrenness of past years and declare that we intend to spread out to the right and to the left and that our descendants, both natural and spiritual, will indeed possess the nations for your glory, O God Almighty. We ask these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen and amen. May this week be a week of abandoning the old confining shell. Take courage and be blessed. And remember, you are loved. <laughs>